Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Studio DNA fans. I'm Chad, a new podcast host here on the network. I'd like to invite you to check out my new show called Hot Takeout, where I mix together some of my favorite things, fast food and musical artists. When you listen, you'll get that feeling you have when you get an onion ring in the bottom of your french fries. It's a win. We'll dig deep with the artists. We'll find out what inspires them and what foods they have to stay away from. And we're also playing fast food games, which will also make sense when you listen. So check out the Hot Takeout podcast streaming right now here on the Studio DNA podcast network. The Sports Yak Podcast is powered by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets. Also by Pyramid Equipment. Be prepared this winter season by checking the condition of your snow removal equipment. Pyramid Equipment is a locally owned business in Rolling Prairie, Indiana that sells, services, and installs residential and commercial grade snow plows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid Equipment is your trusted dealer of Meyer and Snow Dog products. Old man winter's ready. Are you? Service discount for military, fire, and police available. Call 800-833-2591. Or find them on the web at PyramidEquipmentInc.com. And now, here we go, maniacs. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freebie. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. That's good. Welcome to episode 167. Welcome to Monday. Yes, it is. Episode 167. I'm Chuck. He's Corey. And this would be the Ben Zobrist episode. Oh, I like me some Ben Zobrist. I know you do. And that's why I said, oh, do I, <laughs> when you asked me if I had a 167. Zobrist, of course, the World Series MVP with the Chicago Cubs in 2016, coming off a very difficult year for him. There is a question as to whether he will continue to play ball or not, but he, the rumor has it that he is training as though he is coming back in 2020. I don't think as an athlete, and this is me from the sidelines watching mm-hmm. him, I don't think that's how he wants to go out like that's the of year I had. Yeah. I want a full season. I want to give it my best. I mean, he was absent for a good chunk. Well, he had the whole split with his wife Juliana and it was very uh very public even though they tried to keep it private and uh a guy that loves his family and wanted to I'm sure to make sure you know how this was all going to be yeah worked out because so, it's not business as usual when that happens no of course not I wonder if the trip through the minor leagues gave him some sort of renewed spirit of the game or if it helped the healing process or I'd love to talk to him and ask him what that was like. Yeah, that's the thing. None of us got to talk to him as he was going through all this. Uh, At some point in 2020, I'm sure there will be an interview done, whether it's by the Cubs themselves or somebody else. 
and uh, and we'll see what Ben Zobrist is thinking. But he's got 167 big league home runs, so that's why today's episode is dedicated to him. I would like to ask you about uh, Saturday and the football game. Okay. Uh, on a personal note, it was your final time in the stadium this season. Yes. Your thoughts? Um, this is a Notre Dame team that will go 10-2 and this year. They will beat Stanford on Saturday out at Stanford Stadium. Uh, and Stanford is having a, a woeful year, their worst year in, in many years. They're 4-7. and seven. They will not go to a bowl game this time for the first time in a long time. And Notre Dame has met my expectations in terms of the record, but I can't get past the fact that the Michigan game somewhat defines the season for the Irish. They are a good team. They've beaten three top 25 teams if you look at the AP rankings today. Navy, Virginia Tech, and USC. And yet none of those wins are the kind of wins where a Notre Dame fan says, hey, look at what we did here. You know, you beat all three of them in your home stadium, so you still haven't won a road game worth a darn. And uh, and that's not changing Saturday. And you're a 10-2 team because, well, those 10 teams you should have beat and the two teams you lost to are probably better than you. Hmm. And that kind of just leaves you feeling like, okay, well, what did we just see here? And so that's why the Camping World Bowl is kind of perfect for the Irish this year. Uh, I guess there are some people that still hold out hopes that the dominoes will fall in such a way that Notre Dame can wind up in a New Year's Six Bowl. I don't think that's going to happen, and I'm not necessarily sure they deserve it. Now, have they improved in some areas? Oh, yeah. I think the run defense has improved a lot this year. That showed on Saturday against Boston College. I think the linebacker play has improved a lot. I think Drew White has really come along as a linebacker this season. You look at how lost that kid looked against Louisville and the way he has played the last two weeks against Navy and BC. Asmar Bilal has developed very well. Uh, as as we learned, if you watch Countdown to Kickoff, there are some that feel like Khalid Kareem might be the MVP of this team. Um, I, I voted for Chase Claypool as my MVP, but I think you could re- make a real case for Ian Book as well because Ian Book has really come on and flipped the switch since the end of the Virginia Tech game. And you can just see he's playing with a lot more confidence. He's making some big-time plays. He's doing a, a lot of good things at quarterback now that he wasn't doing earlier in the year. So Notre Dame has improved somewhat, but they're not doing anything that we didn't necessarily expect at the beginning of the year. When you said enough good things, enough good things to go into the NFL? Well, he gave the response we'll see at the press conference. And quite frankly, if I'm in book, that's exactly the response I would give. Why should I close that door might as well get the evaluation from the NFL scouts and see if I should enter the draft. I don't think it's the kind of situation where Ian Book will become a grad transfer and go somewhere else for his fifth year. Mm-hmm. I don't sense that he is dissatisfied with the experience here or the coaching staff. And I think if if Chip Long remains here, which I think he will, uh, a third year in Chip Long's offense, I think, will make Ian Book look really good next year and much more palatable to the NFL scouts. But that's my opinion. Maybe the NFL scouts have seen enough where they can 
kind of give him the the kind of evaluation that he wants. I don't think Ian Book's ever going to be a first-round NFL draft pick, even if he has a sensational year next year. Could he enhance his status enough to become a second- or third-rounder? Maybe. I don't see that right now. So as an outsider just advising him, I would advise him to come back. But that's me. And if we've learned anything from the NFL this season, take your reps and wait your turn because it's coming. Well, yeah, there's going to be openings. <laughs> it's coming. There's absolutely openings. Your head guy's going to get hurt for a week or two or something's going to happen and you're going to be called upon to step in and, you know, let it shine. You started this season with <laughs> like a dress golf shirt and probably another shirt just because you pitted out in uh, late August and then you lasted this weekend to five layers and a... Yeah. A comfy hat, that's, only in South Bend, right? That's the nature of football season around here, though. You know what you're getting, and yeah. that's true whether it's college or high school. You know, our high school season ended Friday with Miriam being blown out by Chittard, 45 nothing. Now, we'll have all six state finals for you on TV 46 live this weekend. Uh, but the high school season around here, again, kind of met expectations. You looked around the area at the beginning of the year, at least in the Indiana part, and you said, I don't really see a state contender here. Maybe New Prairie. Maybe they could have. And as it turns out, uh, it's <laughs> East Noble who's going to the 4A state final. An East Noble team that barely beat Plymouth in its season opener. And I remember talking to John Barron before we did their game in week four, and he said, man, that's a game we really should have won. And, you know, they're they're a good team, but we could have beat them. And I think a lot of teams felt that way about the way they played against East Noble this year. They're a good team, but we could have beat them. They have just found ways to win really close games. They beat Plymouth that way. They beat Mishawaka that way. They came from behind to beat Hobart that way the other night. And they're playing in the state final, and really that's about the closest team to our area. Them and Valparaiso will be playing in the state finals this weekend. You uh, told a story this morning on our other morning show, uh, and I have a follow-up question for that, and I know this you'll you'll let this unpack a little bit. Did you go into the game on Saturday going, I'm going to wear Dad's hat today? Was you know, there a... I got to... I stepped outside the house, and I should have gone back in at that time and gotten the hat. Yeah. And uh, I, I got to the station, and I realized I'm going to be really cold at the game without something on my head. Yeah. And I don't have my phone charger either, which, you know, that's not a good good place to be in these days. No. So I called home, and um, Diana joked with me. She goes, I'm surprised we haven't had to run something over to you at the station. And sure enough, that's like putting a curse on you. Uh, <laughs> so I called home, and I said, hey, I would like these two things. And I specifically asked for Dad's hat because I thought it would look good on the air. They give us stocking caps at WNDU. With a giant 16 logo on it. Oh, okay. And I'm just not wearing that. I'm no. sorry. It, I Nothing against them. They've been very good to me. You had the coat on. But I've got the coat on, and yeah. I'm not wearing a big 16 logo on my forehead all afternoon. I'm sorry. You look super classy. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I liked it. So how about uh, a review of your, your broadcast uh, program? How do you feel this year was, this season? Which one? Uh, TV. Okay. Um, well, and again, high school game of the week, I think we 
we did some groundbreaking even Friday night for us. Yes. Being on YouTube and being in HD, and we had really good response to that, about 3,300 views of our HD broadcast. And uh, I, w- I was pleased to hear the feedback from the people down in Indianapolis, uh, the Chittard fans who watched, who felt like we gave their team very good treatment, very fair treatment, because I'm sure they think, oh, they're coming up north, it's going to be, you know, Homer land, and, and that's just never the way I've called a game. So they were pleased, and, you know, the Marion people, I, I think the Marion people knew what to expect going into that game. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as countdown to kickoff in the postgame show, I think the chemistry between myself and Mark and Megan got better as the year went on, which is to be expected because it's the first time that we've worked together as that grouping. Yeah. And uh, I honestly thought that Saturday, both pregame and postgame were the best shows that we had all year. Okay. So I felt like we, left, sense. we left on a high note. Yeah. yeah, it takes a while to find the rhythm. Well, it does. I mean, you know this this poor kid and i say kid he's 23 24 years old his first gig it's this is his first gig out of college and wow here you are uh hosting a notre dame pregame show yeah and that's that's quite something for somebody 23 or 24 years old yeah that's no side stage at a crummy festival that's that's the big one so <laughs> I see my role as being somewhat mentor, yes, and advisor. Good for you uh, to both of them, and uh, trying to keep their confidence up. And also, you know, if if they do something wrong or something, is it something that they need to be corrected on or criticized right away, or do they need more of a pat on the back and say, "Hey, it happens. Let's move on." Yeah, correct and redirect. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the uh, NFL. The Bears actually won yesterday. Well, it helped that they were playing a really lousy team and won even worse <laughs> than they were. 19-14, to 14, the final, is Mitch Trubisky. Uh, wasn't necessarily good, but he was good enough. He threw for 278 yards and a touchdown. He also threw two picks and could have thrown a lot more. Uh, Julian Love, the former Notre Dame player, had one of those interceptions, by the way, for the Giants. Allen Robinson had a really good day. He had 131 yards receiving, could have had almost 200. He had a 60-yard play called back on an illegal hands to the face by the Bears center. But the Bears are 5-6. and six. NBC last, listed them last night as in playoff contention. They're three games behind the Vikings for the wild card. They're not in playoff contention. They're done. As we said last week, stick a fork in them. Now here's something to look forward to here's your thanksgiving lunch kids bears and lions try to keep your food down anyway because <laughs> the lions are even worse than the bears they lost to the redskins yesterday the redskins that's their second win of the year here's how unused to winning the redskins are their starting quarterback was taking a selfie with a fan when the final snap of the game was taken they had put the backup in to do it <laughs> Maybe the Bears-Lions game on Thanksgiving Day will be like, almost like you're filming a movie. You just have a, you have a, a game on TV that's in the background. Exactly. Oh, there's something on. Cowboys will be on later. And then much later. Atlanta and the Saints. Yeah. Oof. Saints had a big come-from-behind victory yesterday. Drew Brees engineers yet another comeback, and they beat Carolina. And, and they're looking like they're starting to get into playoff form. 
Sunday night game last night. I I just like this because you've got the word embarrass in it. And it refers to the Packers. Yes. And the Niners put a whooping on them. 37 to 8. I mean, my goodness. That's that's a butt kicking. So the Niners are in the 10-win club and looking like the kings of the NFC right now. Now, they're in a tough division with the Rams and the Seahawks. So there's still a little bit of play to be done in that division. But the NFC playoff picture, other than the East, is uh, is pretty solid right now. You know the Packers and the Vikings are going to be in. You know the Niners and the Saints are going to be in. Uh, the Cowboys look like they're going to be in right now. And let's see, what's that other division? So the NFC playoff picture is coming up pretty strong right here. You've got Green Bay and Minnesota they're in. The 49ers and the Seahawks, they're likely in. Uh, New Orleans is in, and then it's either Dallas or Philadelphia from the NFC East. So that playoff picture is pretty clear. AFC, New England is likely going to win that division. I don't see Buffalo catching them. Buffalo probably be a wild card. Baltimore looks in in the north. Houston, Indianapolis still duking it out. We told you that win for Houston over the Colts on Thursday was huge Mm -hmm. because it gives them a far more better playoff chance. And I like Kansas City over Oakland in the AFC West. But the wild card picture in the AFC uh, battling for that second wild card spot is much more muddled than it is in the NFC. Rams and Ravens tonight for Monday Night Football. We we discussed much of the Notre Dame game, but uh, looking ahead to Saturday, where do I watch this game? That'll be on Fox. That's a 4 o'clock kickoff. Oh, do I like that? And do our buddies like Tom Noy and Eric Hansen and people like that like it? Because the writers can hit that line on a Saturday and not uh, have to worry about just throwing all their stuff up on the Internet. So 4 o'clock on Fox uh, it'll probably be Joe Davis and Brock Heward calling that game. Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt, I would imagine, have Ohio State and Michigan from the big house at noon. College basketball on Pulse FM tonight, where we work. Indiana and Louisiana Tech. Boy, Archie Miller has engineered the schedule very well. The Hoosiers still have not left the friendly confines of Assembly Hall. And here comes another tomato can rolling in in Louisiana Tech. So... That's an 8.30 tip-off tonight on 103.1, but it gives Archie Miller time to kind of build this young team up, build their confidence up before they get some tests, which start next week when they take on Florida State in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Mike Bray's team has a game tomorrow night at Purcell Pavilion. They play Fairleigh Dickinson. And the big game, actually, in college basketball tomorrow night locally, Bethel undefeated taking on St. Francis undefeated in the Crossroads League opener at the White Camp Center. Okay, you got a time on that one? I believe that's typically a 7 or 7.30 tip-off. Okay. We can check that out. Or you can go online, uh, I believe, uh, BethelUniversity.com. Okay. Hockey over the weekend. Well, the Red Wings got shut out last night. They only took 19 shots against Carolina, and they lost 2-0. Blackhawks weren't much better. They lost 2-1 to Dallas on Saturday. Notre Dame hockey won a shootout over Michigan State. When I say a shootout, it's the overtime. Nobody wins in overtime, so they go to a shootout to see who gets the extra point in the standings. Mm-hmm. Irish beat Michigan State in that one on a in a game where 
Cale Morris, the Irish goalie, wound up on SportsCenter with the save that he made in the shootout. He was the number five in the top ten highlights on Saturday morning. So the Irish tied but got the shootout win on Friday night. They lost 3-2 as Sparty came from behind and beat them on Saturday. So Notre Dame finds itself in second in the Big Ten college hockey race behind Penn State. Chuck, you'll have a rare Friday night off coming up, and then it's on to boys basketball here in Indiana. What was the feedback on the announced schedule? Um, Nobody seemed to complain. Uh, Again, one of the things I like about our basketball schedule this year is, one, there are no repeat teams through December and January. You get a, a team that you haven't seen on TV all the way through to the end of January. Mm-hmm. There was a little kickback, as we mentioned on the show last week when we announced the schedule. Hey, why aren't there more girls' games? And I get that, but the girls' matchups on Friday night just aren't as strong as I would like them to be. And uh, the other thing that I like about it is, for the first time in a while, um, we're getting the South Bend teams on quite a bit. And... Uh, where, that's where I think the power of the NIC is. In fact, I think with today being opening night of the high school basketball season, Culver Academy takes on any Indianapolis homeschool tonight at the Fleet Gymnasium. I might throw this out there. As far as the NIC is concerned, I'll take the South Bend schools. I'll give you the rest of the NIC. I think the NIC championship rests here in the city. Okay. And your first broadcast is? December 6th, Northside Gym. Last time for Central Memorial, and at least guaranteed, they could meet in the sectional. But I would hope, you know, Northside Gym holds 7,373 people. Okay. Wouldn't it be nice to fill it one time for Central and Memorial? Now, typically, they draw about 5,000. Typically, it's a... It's a great number for a high school basketball game. But, man, I'd love to see that place where they have to open up the crow's nest. The crow's nest. That's where I I saw my first game at Northside, Jim. Yeah. 1976. Elkhart Central playing Goshen in the sectional. And at that time, getting a sectional ticket was a big deal. And my dad and I sat up in the crow's nest and watched the Redskins at the time upset the Blue Blazers with Mayor-elect Rod Robertson as the star player. And uh, I was not happy that night. <laughs> not how, happy. How old were you? I was 11. <laughs> Unhappy at 11-year-old. Yeah, that's not a good scene. Uh, we're going to take some holiday time off uh, Wednesday and Friday's episode. We'll, we'll see you next week, actually, a week from today. So I will ask you, what does Thanksgiving look like for the freebies? Home game. Uh, we like that. Home game. Uh, four of the six kids will be there. Mom will come over, and uh, should be a good time had by all. All right. Traditional foods, the turkey, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, the green bean casserole. What role do you play? Uh, bon vivant, host, bottle opener, turkey carver. Okay. But Diane is kind of the runs the roost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not getting in the way. Not getting in the way <laughs> Sounds like shit. you learned your lesson or oh, something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be summoned when needed. Yeah. And then uh, anything over the weekend since you've got the Friday off? You got anything up your sleeve? Put the tree up mm-hmm. and spend time with the kids. Try to try to savor that somewhat. Yes. So maybe watch 
a lot of football. There's a lot of football to be watched. Yeah, there is. Interesting game Friday afternoon, by the way. Cincinnati and Memphis. Winner of that game probably goes to the Cotton Bowl, plays in the New Year's Six. Okay. So they're playing for something. And, of course, Ohio State-Michigan Saturday at noon. That's a big game, Nice right? little lead-in to Notre Dame-Stanford at four. Okay. We uh we have kids coming home too late <laughs> Thursday night because you know they're starting new traditions as a married couple so we'll get them late uh, Thursday and then we get them for the weekend. My daughter texted me while we were on the air saying she was excited to see us. Well, that's nice. And that warmed my heart because it's it's been a while. So yeah. uh, and Luke, Luke is coming over. Yep. Try to figure out uh, stuff to do with them. Don't wear them out too much, but at the same time make some memories and right. do whatever. He loves him some bowls. He loves him some video games. <laughs> because well, I did too at that age. Caleb Caleb will be very happy to have a playmate. Yes, he will. He'll be very happy. We're going to try to get into Frozen 2 as well. Now, you uh, you had a pop culture weekend. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you went off-Broadway on Saturday afternoon. Way off-Broadway. While, uh, while some of us were doing manly things and watching football. No, I took my mother-in-law to Alma Shakers for the very first time to see a performance. She had never been. She had never been in her life. And really? She's kind of from this area, yeah. So that was very surprising. She uh, had a delightful time. For Beauty and the Beast, the final performance at Alma Shakers, it's a little long, but it's it's really good for local theater. And then Sunday, am Sunday. I correct? Mm-hmm. You went to see uh, one of the hot movies out right now. Now, you'd already seen the number two movie. Ford versus Ferrari, which I highly recommend. You gave us your review of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The number three movie that you saw at the Wonderland Cinema in Niles. You crossed state lines to do this. Mm -hmm. Mr. Roger, or what's it called? It's called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Okay, which is the opening words to his theme song. Yeah, there's a great scene, Chuck, in that movie where Mr. Rogers and this writer are traveling on a subway in New York, and someone recognizes Mr. Rogers, and they start singing that song, and I had I had a lump-in-my-throat moment about, A, what a nostalgic uh, earworm of a theme song, but at the same time, I felt like it was one of the first times I heard won't you be my neighbor in a different way of like, that's our ultimate calling is love God, love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And won't you be my neighbor and saying that to someone else? And would you like to be friends? And man, there's so much going on in this movie about forgiveness and anger and hope. And, uh, I loved it. Tom Hanks, man, knock the ball out of the park. He's so good. Do you think he'll get an Oscar nomination for this? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I thought it, I thought it was a great performance. I don't know if it was an Oscar-worthy performance. Uh, I think that it that is a different level. Have um, you seen an Oscar-worthy performance this year? Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker. Okay. Maybe, this is a long shot, maybe Christian Bale and Ford versus Ferrari. Hmm. Maybe. Okay. Um, I'd have to think about some other ones. Sure. But it's a great movie. It's a... Uh, you know, my 12-year-old had a lot of questions because he did not grow up with Mr. Rogers. Right. And, um, you know, you get a little history about Mr. Rogers. You know, you find out that he took three years off to raise his two sons. And uh, when this, the time period in which this movie is in, 
you know, he said, my son until recently didn't tell people he was my son because of, you know, fill in the blank. Right. Either made fun of or, oh my gosh, you're, yeah. you're the son of a saint. It's it's way too much it's way too attention much. and pressure for a kid. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good movie, but it's through, it's a, it's the story of a writer through the lens of the Mr. Rogers show. If that makes, it's not a, it's not a documentary about Mr. Rogers at all. There mm-hmm. is a documentary for that called, won't you be my neighbor that you should go see. This is, this is different, but in a good way. My pop culture experience yes. over the weekend was watching Saturday Night Live with Will Ferrell as the host. And you actually watched it like at 1130? Yeah, I watched it live up until a point. I thought Weekend Update was just distasteful. I watched it the uh, the next morning. Oh, distasteful? Distasteful. Wow, okay. Yeah. it just There was a part on there that really turned me the wrong way. Enough to go, I'm done watching. Yeah. Now, oh. I went back... Uh, Sunday and watch the rest of the show. Yeah, and there were a couple of good skits after it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was like an SNL reunion a couple times. Well, and and Will Ferrell had talked about that earlier in the week with Jimmy Fallon, how it feels to go back. And of course, when you have one of the former cast members comes back, I'm sure it's attractive to other former cast members to kind of be there. So Rachel Dratch was there; she mm-hmm. played a couple of roles. Um, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph was there. And then they brought in some other people like Woody Harrelson and Larry David and Ryan Reynolds. So Alec Baldwin. They brought in a handful. Yeah. Uh, Well, they all probably live there, too, so it's not hard to be a part of what they're doing. But uh, Will Ferrell, as usual, very funny, very good. And uh, it it was one of the better SNLs Mm -hmm. that I've seen in some time. I think the show has gradually trended downward, um, but they do some things well, and I thought they had a couple of skits in this that were really, really good. The Eddie Murphy show later in December should be interesting. Oh, I really look forward to that. And, of course, you talk about Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. One of the famous (laughs) Eddie Murphy skits is Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. Yeah. That's relevant to people, so that'll probably pop up. Oh, of course. With Eddie Murphy, though, do you go classic skits that we want to see again, or do you actually write some new stuff? Hopefully he brings whatever to the table. You can do a lot of variety. Yeah. You can do a lot of variety with Eddie Murphy. Boy, what if he gets some of the old gang back? Who would that Who would that be? That's early on, right? Well, that's guys like uh, Rich Hall and... Um, because Rich Hall was with him in the Gumby sketches. Um, was that Dan Aykroyd territory? Or am I going too far Aykroyd back? Aykroyd might have been at towards the end with mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy. But, you know, that's the thing. You've got 45 years of history in this show. And other than the people that have unfortunately passed away, it seems like anybody who wants to come back can come back. Yeah. Open invite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel good about this Monday episode. I do, too. I feel like we've given the people what they'd like. Apologies for the posting of Thank episode, you, Nathan Kaiser. <laughs> episode 165. You know, the episode was so nice, we had to post it twice. Apparently so. <sighs> Sorry about that. That falls on me. I knew it didn't fall on me, so... <laughs> Because I don't know enough to do that. Now, so. you're on social media, right? I'm at 46 Sports on Twitter. 
And for people that want to get ready for this boys' basketball season, you can now watch on YouTube. We think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we hope. You hit a subscribe button on there, too, so it tells you when you go live. So yes, So that'll exactly. be good to hit the 46 Sports page. Sportsyak's on Twitter at Sportsyak with two Ks, Instagram with two Ks. You can always email the show, thesportsyak with two Ks at gmail.com. I feel good about this. Very good. Happy Thanksgiving, and until next time, Yak fans. Which next time will be next Monday. Ooga-looga, Ben Zobrist. Everybody get out of here. There's a lobster loose. Oh, holy cow, he's loose. You've been listening to Sports Yak, brought to you by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events available at und.com slash buy tickets. And by Pyramid Equipment. Think Pyramid Equipment for your snowplow needs, sales, services, and installations of residential and commercial-grade snowplows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid offers military, police, and firemen's discounts. Find us, PyramidEquipmentInc.com.